Welcome back to Between Sermons, where we're continuing the conversation from uh, a sermon that we preached on Sunday. Uh, as always, you don't have to have listened to that message, but you might get a little extra out of this conversation if you did. Uh, but hopefully today, as we talk about prayer and, and what that really looks like in our lives, uh, hopefully this conversation will, uh, will bless you in some way. I'm excited because I get to hang out with my wife for a little bit. So, Sol, thanks for being back on the, the podcast. Yeah, it's always fun. It's always fun to be here and yeah. talk a little bit. It's a little bit dangerous, though, when the two of us get in a room uh, with the crew around us. Uh, I think our pre-show today uh, would probably be more entertaining than the actual show itself because we got in a, a kind of a, a heated debate. Not, maybe not heated, but very it passionate. Wasn't, it wasn't heated. No, no heat. No it heat. Was just, just passion. Just Yes. Uh, Desire. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hope. About the existence of aliens. Uh, and so if you ever wonder what pastors talk about when they're not talking about the Bible, apparently it's about <laughs> aliens. Uh, and the real dilemma was, okay, not just do they exist, but does, does the government have them? I and Sol says yes. I listened to some briefings on YouTube. And if it's in the internet, <laughs> it's real. So yeah, so uh, before we talk about prayer, I guess, you know, let us know, um, what do you think? Aliens? Real? Not real? There's no biblical basis for it, although That's some true. of our team, you know, feels that there's maybe angels or demons plays into what people believe is aliens. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I might be able to get behind that a little bit. I, I just know. hope they're friendly. Yeah. I would like yeah. to have a friend alien. You just want to have a friend alien. Yes. That's such a soul thing. Uh, yeah, awesome. Okay, so let's get back on on point here. So we are uh, we just wrapped up a series uh, on uh, on prayer, mm -hmm. and we talked about the why behind prayer, right? So it's it, it's not just trying to equip people on how to pray, but really getting into the why. This is yeah. so important because sometimes we just tell people, "Hey, you should pray. You should pray. You should pray." Why? What's what's so important about prayer? Why do we need to do this? And so, why uh, is it at emphasis for us? Right, exactly. Why yeah. does it need to be not just a thing that we do, but the thing we prioritize in our yep. lives? Uh, why do we prioritize it as a church uh, and then for us personally? And, and with that, I, you know, I, I really think that when you know your why, uh, it gives you the, the dedication you need, the drive you need to actually accomplish something. Like, yeah. If you don't know your why, then when opposition comes, when other opportunities come, when frustration comes. When you're tired. When tiredness comes, when, when any of that mm -hmm. stuff it's really easy to not do something. Mm -hmm. Like if, if you don't really know your why, it's really easy to give up on something. And the reality is sometimes prayer is hard. Okay. Uh, like there's there's days when, when you don't really feel like it. There's days when you're too busy and you're running around or maybe you've been praying about something and God hasn't been doing it the way you expected him to, to, to answer it or wanted him to answer it and you're getting kind of frustrated with the whole process of why am I even bother talking to you if you're not gonna <laughs> do what I'm asking you to do? Yeah. Which, man, we've, we've addressed that a bunch. Like, it really puts God in the wrong place in our lives where yeah. we're elevating ourselves above him. That it's, But I know best, not God knows best. Yeah. And we'll, we'll touch into that a little bit, too. But I think knowing the why is super important. So we laid it out in three ways. Um, you, we, we pray so that we can connect to God, right? That it's, it's this relationship with God that is the most important thing. And prayer is the, the tool that God has given us to be able to connect with him. Uh, to, to really know him, know his heart, be connected to this God of the universe, right? Mm -hmm. That if aliens existed, he created them too. <laughs> like, it's just uh, a, a beautiful opportunity that we have to connect to God. Uh, we also pray to receive from God. Uh, had a, a great conversation with, with my mom about that last week. And uh, it's, it's really, it, it was a hard thing for me because it, it leans into this, I don't know, I, I think there's some, some, organization of Christians out there that will abuse this uh, and it becomes this prosperity gospel kind of mentality yeah. and it's just you know name it and claim it and uh, you know health and wealth and it just it gets so ugly to me that I I kind of drifted yeah. uh, way it's away me too. is yeah. it uh, yeah. I, I'm curious like growing up in Mexico like what is what is, what was your perspective on on that I yeah, know it, it, it is it is the same like that you asked and you receive, right? Like you, you pray and you ask and you receive. Um, but I think that is exactly what you said. Like there's times that you just feel like you're just coming to God for stuff. Yeah. And it is just give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, yeah. give me. And the more that I, uh, that I read the Bible, the more that I um, understand uh, God and, and, and the things that 
I even see the disciples going through, it was never about let me pray so that I can get a Lambo. It, it, it was, <laughs> you know, it was, it was about the will of God, and it was about us having the strength to endure the right. things that that they were going through. Yep. You know, like when 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 uh, Paul was praying, he was not praying for him to to have success and wealth. He was praying so that he would be able to endure prison, so that yeah. he could go and preach the gospel again. Yeah. So it was it was a very selfless type of yeah. request the even though it was for him yeah. it was not about having everything that you ever wanted so I, it's it's it, it, i think that that's that's the difference and that is the danger that we can come uh, to when it comes to prayer for receiving something and i think that that's why sometimes i struggle there's yeah. times that i actually bring my needs to god and i feel like Sorry, yeah. you know, like it just, and yeah. I know that that's not where he wants me to be. Yep. So it is, it is one of those that I, I was going to point difficult. that out, like, because I, I, I've, I've struggled with the same thing, but it's kind of like when you have a really good friend, mm-hmm. and you feel awkward asking them for help with something, right? And it's like every time your friend, if it's a good friend, it's going to be like, dude, you can ask me, and I, I feel like that's that's God, you know. Maybe he's not saying, dude, you can ask me, but you know, <laughs> I don't know, maybe he is. Um, well, your mom said that he, has, that he said howdy, so maybe. <laughs> he did say howdy, apparently, to her. Um, <laughs> such, a, such an awesome <laughs> moment, right? Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, so I think that it, we approach God in the same way. Like, he's a loving father that wants to bless us, wants mm-hmm. to, to give us good gifts. But he also has a, a will for our lives. He's sovereign. He's mm-hmm. in control. And what we think we want and what we think we need sometimes is not in alignment yeah. with God. Yeah. Which really takes us to look at that segue, because uh, <laughs> the third reason why we pray is so that we can align with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I love this this whole process of prayer is our way of of just walking alongside God. Uh, and and really, it's it's this idea that it's not about God coming and walking with us; it's about us going to walk with Him. Yeah. Uh, in other words, it's not about God coming and putting His stamp of endorsement on the stuff we're trying to do. Uh, but it's us saying, God, what are you trying to do? And I yeah. want to I want to line up with that. And if yeah. I'm going off course, I want to be back in alignment with you. Yeah. And I think it is very difficult for for us just. As human beings, right? Because we have dreams and we have yeah. plans and w- there are things that we, and, and we have all of these things that we want. Yeah. And, and that is normal. And, and I think that that is, that is good. Like you should have desires. You should have dreams and you should have passions that you are, you are seeking. But I think that the danger comes when you prioritize that over what God wants. Yeah. You know, when, 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 the the stuff that you have like your house and and the vehicle that you drive and the and the way that you are perceived and and your plans um are more important than doing what god is calling you to do and and that is and that is hard that that is that is very easy to say no just follow god and do what he wants but when it that when that means saying no to things that you really want or when that means that that you are going to be vulnerable and show up all of the all of the dirty spaces in your life yep. and and surrender all of that it's hard it yeah. is it is not it is not easy to do absolutely so in in your message you talked about when we align with god there's there's kind of three things that we receive cuz it, it was really interesting you know that uh, your message really tapped into some of the connecting to God, but also connected uh, a little, tapped in a little bit to the uh, receiving from God uh, because, you know, all of it is interwoven. Yeah. Uh, but when we are aligning with God, there are some things that we receive, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you pointed out we receive guidance, uh, we receive wisdom, yeah. and we receive perspective. So let's, let's talk about that a little bit more. Where does, where does the guidance come into play? I think that it's when, when we, you really don't know where you're going you know that there's so many so many times that 
you you don't know like is this this job or is that job you know is yeah. uh, uh it, am i supposed to be marrying this person or dating this person uh, am i supposed to how, how am i supposed to raise my children you know i think that that's where where i am in in, in life right now yeah. and that's a lot of my prayer when it comes to to guidance is god what do i do and how yeah, yeah. do i how do i approach my kids in a way that is going to be effective and and how can i talk to them in a way that they will receive it and it's it's just that guidance and like how like yeah, yeah. how do I do this like show me right so I think that that for me it's it is very practical it is very every day yeah. like what what do you need so that you make the right the right decision yeah 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 it, it, it's beautiful there's a there's a passage that talks about you know God illuminating our path mm -hmm. uh, and if you've ever like hiked a trail in the middle of the night where all you not. have is a, a flashlight. You absolutely have. Come on, girl. Uh, <laughs> but all you have is a flashlight. Like some people don't realize that like the flashlight isn't showing you like way down the road. Like it's, it's literally just showing you like the path in front of you, like the next few steps. Yeah. And you got to take those steps before the light will illuminate what's what's coming next. And I think a lot of times God's guidance for us is like that. You know, it's it, we, we may be asking for big picture and he's telling you to take one step. Yeah. And it's like, but and I like big picture. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it, and a lot of times we, we argue with God or we, we push back on it because we're like, but I need to know where I'm going. And all you're giving me is one step. Yeah. And we're we're almost like we're refusing to take the one step <laughs> that we know we're supposed to take yeah. uh, because we want to know what comes next. But you're not going to find out what's next until you take the step. Yeah. And if it's a waiting game between us and God, uh, I think the timeless one is going to win <laughs> yep. uh, in that battle. Yeah, it, it is. It's it's difficult, and that's and that's what um, I was not super excited about talking about <laughs> surrendering, you know, because I know I know how hard it is. I know that uh, sometimes it can sound like, well, they are talking at me, and and it is easy for them, but it is yeah, yeah. not easy for me. But it is not easy for any of us, yeah. you know, being able to just trust that 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 one step will take you to where God wants you, but you really don't even know where he wants you, yeah. you know? Um, and it just, like, that story just reminds me of um, Abraham, you know, when God says, yeah. just just go and I will show you. Like, yeah. he didn't even tell go him where to I'll go. Show Not, like, I'll show you, then you can go. Exactly. No, go and I'll show you. So, so he had to pack it all up and be <laughs> like, okay, like, where do I start walking? Like, to the left or to the right? Like, he had to truly trust every single step because he had no clue yeah. where he was going have you ever wondered like what which direction like what what was his first step like god says go so he packs yeah. all up all of his stuff how does he choose do am i going north south east or west i'm sorry those are those are directions yes like I, i'm do sorry i, so I go shade. towards the camel i go there <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, so much shame you threw me totally under the bus on sunday though with my my direction giving but yes north south east and west is how a lot of people navigate for no. centuries. Are you a pirate or something? <laughs> like, no, we have landmarks. So we're on the south side of Chicago. If you know where the city is, that's north. And that should lay out everything else. Yeah. And when I am just <laughs> at Walmart, how do I know where the city of Chicago is? I don't know. Oh, you should absolutely know. If I go to a different, to a different Target <laughs> or to a different store or to a different place, that way. I okay, we're gonna we're gonna stop having a marital <laughs> counseling session in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so so this whole guidance thing is 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 pretty awesome. Uh, it can be challenging, yeah, uh, because what we want from guidance is not always what God gives us from guidance, right? In in the methodology, but also in the direction, mm -hmm. right? Like sometimes we're like, God, I'm I'm pursuing this thing, and God's like, I want you over here, and you're like, man, that's. So that's a big, sharp turn from what I had planned. And so sometimes that guidance can be challenging. Um, I think I'm in a little bit different place than, than you are uh, in that um, like you feel like you're in a place right now, uh, as you described it, that you're needing guidance because you don't know where to go. For me, I think a lot of times my biggest struggle is I've got the plan. I know where I want to go. And so the guidance comes in, God I've got my plan, but yeah. does my plan align with your plan? Yeah. Like this seems like the logical, I'm, I'm very logic driven. So it's like, this seems like the logical thing to do in this season, in this moment for the church, for the family, for me personally, this is what I should be doing. And sometimes I can start walking in that direction 
before I pray and yeah. ask God for guidance. Yeah. And so that, for me, it's not necessarily so much that I don't know where to go, it's that I've chosen where to go. Yeah. God, did, is that in your will? Like, am I aligned with you or am I going off course? And for me, like, I am, I am a dreamer, you know? I, oh, yeah. I, I have all of these plans and all of these ideas. <laughs> and I think that um, in a way, it's not that it's easier, but it is more natural for me to <laughs> to ask for guidance yeah. because I have plans, but I don't have know how. Yeah, you know, like I'm always like, and I want us to have this, and it's huge, and and yeah. the question is always how, and I'm like, I don't know. So and, <laughs> and when you say the question, it's the question I'm asking you. Yes. Like, so if anybody's curious how this marriage works, it is Soul's the big picture dreamer. I'm the detail um, person. Yeah. yeah. So. So like I think that for everything, you know, like I see the church and I can and I can see the 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 seating and how I want it to look like and how I want it to sound like and how all of this stuff and and then this the whole how are we gonna get there? I don't know. Yeah. And then I see my kids and I'm like, oh, and they're gonna be doing this and they're gonna be doing that yeah, okay. and they're gonna be having this and it's like how. So I think that it is easier for me. Um, not easier, but more natural yeah. to ask for guidance because I never, <laughs> I I never know, how, know how. I don't know how I'm going to get there. <laughs> I know where I want to go. I don't know how to get there. Exactly. Which so is kind of interesting because, you, you know, that that's that's true in your life, like figuratively, but it's also true literally. You, you talked about this on Sunday uh, about being really bad with directions. Really bad. Uh, really struggling with going to new places and needing the GPS. Yeah. And, uh, and really – Talk talk about that. How prayer really connects to this this idea of a GPS? Because I think that it is that is that guidance. You know, it is the it is the saying God show me where to go, and when He's showing you, then you start following. Yeah. You know, like it's like it's like He's giving you the address, yeah. and then you start following. You no, know, because you know the destination. Now you know exactly how to get there. Yeah. You know, because I can send you an invite and I can put an address, and you have the address. Yeah. But you have no idea how you get from point A to point B. And I think that it is in that in that prayer uh, time when you are with God that he's showing you the next yeah. step. Turn and right he, ahead. And then showing you the next step. Yeah. And that's why you need to be so close to him. Yeah. So close that you know when he's turning so that you can yeah. turn. So close that you know where he is uh, when he's stopping so that you can stop um, instead of just doing your own thing and then realize God turned three, <laughs> three, three uh, kilometers uh, behind you, right? Yeah. Kilometers. Oh, I have not said kilometers in a long oh, time. Oh, that's so Mexican of you. That is very Mexican of me. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? That it just like when you realize, oh, God already turned and, and, I, and I was just staring ahead. Yeah. Like I think that the closer you are with God, the more you know when he's leading you to move, to turn, to stop, yeah. to, to keep on going. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love even that analogy of, you know, the GPS that God gives us a lot of times. It really is a turn by turn direction. Yeah. Right. Like it's it, make this turn mm -hmm. and then I'll tell you what's next. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not giving you the list view. It's not it's not showing you, OK, you're going to turn here, 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 here. You're going to make eight turns. Mm -hmm. uh, no, no, no. He's just like turn here. And once you do that, I'll tell you what's next. Yeah. I love it. And something that is funny is that. I have said it many times, like, I don't trust the GPS. <laughs> <laughs> and I talked to some people uh, yesterday even, they said, you know what, like, I really don't trust the GPS. <laughs> and and I, that's what I want to make the difference. Uh, we need to trust God. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like you might not yeah. trust your, your phone GPS uh, because he might tell you that you have reached your destination and you're at somebody's house. You're like, this is not what I what and, I And, and you have this do. distrust of GPS because that happened to us. Yes. We were with friends going to a movie theater that we had never been to in a state we were not from and put it in the GPS and we were driving through a residential neighborhood and it said you've reached your destination and it was just some guy's house and i'm like well maybe they have a movie theater in there but uh <laughs> so i don't think so. so you don't trust the gps because it has steered you wrong right but god will never do that yeah you know like i think that all all of our um our imagery falls short to what yeah. God really is, yeah. you know? So like, you might not trust your, your actual GPS yeah. to, to get you to, yeah. to a soccer practice or to a party or to wherever, yeah. but you can trust that God is not gonna say you have arrived yeah. when you're just in the middle of the road. Right. So, yeah. so no analogy you, is perfect. You can trust God. Yeah, but this, this is a good one. You know, prayer, yeah. prayer becomes that 
inputting of the GPS. And yes. and really it's the Holy Spirit that's guiding and doing all that. Yes. But it's, yeah, it's it's yeah, I like it. It's pretty good. I, I would say for, for somebody that's like, okay, I've been praying for guidance. I've got job A and job B, and I give this advice all the time to people, and maybe it's horrible advice, so you can fix it. Uh I've got option A and I've got option B. I've got peace in both. Uh, there's there's nothing about either option that is uh, contrary to Bible, contrary to wisdom, contrary to advice that I've gotten from people. Both are great options. It just seems like I don't know which one I'm supposed to take, and I keep praying about it, and God's not telling me A or B. What do I do? So the advice that I've given people, and this is where maybe you can make it more pastoral and clean it up for me, uh, is it means that God doesn't care. And, and I know that when I say that, it like it's like, the, God doesn't care. I, I don't mean it in that way. I mean, God's going to bless option A and God's going to bless option B. Mm. Uh, and really what you need to do is, is just pick one and go for it. Um, and it, it's one of those where God's plans are so perfect for our lives that, you know, it could be this job in, in Texas. It could be this job in Illinois. In both places, God's going to have purposes and plans and things for you to accomplish and for you to do. Uh, but a lot of people get that paralysis of choice Yeah. where it's like, I've got two great options in front of me and I've done everything that I'm supposed to do and I still don't know which one to take. So I'm just going to sit here in a holding pattern. And I think that's a bad thing to do unless God has told you to wait. Right. So what do you think? Is that bad advice? Do you need to clean that up? Is, <laughs> is telling people God doesn't care a bad thing to say? <laughs> God does care. Uh, but I think that, um, if you feel peace, because I think to me that's that's yeah, that's the biggest thing. Peace is always thing. The, the guide. You know, like if you have peace uh, in thinking of option A, and you have equal amount of peace with option B, I think that you need to weigh your options and see what yeah. other stuff is in your life that God has called you to. Make your pros and cons list. Yeah, and- you know, but because if uh, if going with option A. Uh, because of the hours or because of the salary or because of wherever uh, is going to allow me to get closer to the other things that God has called me to do. Go with it. Then you can probably go with that one, you know, because yeah. there's times that you're like, okay, op- both options are great. But if I go with, with option B, uh, I will be working on Sunday. So I will not be able to go to church. Well, maybe, maybe option A might be better for you, yeah. you know, like depending on what you are, um, considering important important you know and so it might be that that one option opens and frees more time so that you can work on other stuff that that you have not been able to because of previous jobs or or of previous opportunities so i think that it is always not looking just at the thing itself but what will it um, look like and what will it bring to your life if you pick one or the other and not just the thing itself i like it yeah, and, and then trust trust the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to put that out there for, for people that are like, I've, I've been praying about this. God's not giving me an answer. Yeah. What does that mean? It may mean that both options are great. Yeah. It may mean that he's been speaking to you and you just haven't been listening. So, like, it's it's a, it's more, it's probably a bad thing to talk about on a podcast because it's more of like when I sit down with you and you tell me your situation, uh, yeah. I can I can kind of speak better into it, but making bl- blanket statements probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is a, it is a definitely a case by case yeah. scenario, yeah. you know. And, and and I think that even having advice from other people that are close to you, that know your journey, that know yeah. uh, what you prioritize and stuff, and have their input as well, yeah. you know, because they might be seeing something that you don't. Yeah. And then they might give you wisdom. They, right. they might give you some clarity that you didn't have before, yeah. or they might know somebody in one of the places or in one of the decisions that you're trying to make. Yep. They can say, "Well, you know, like according to my experience, this might be better," or that, yeah. or, or stuff like that. So For I sure. think that always having other people involved it's it's important. Yeah, I like it absolutely. Okay, so uh, we get guidance. We also get wisdom. How does that come into play? As, as we're aligning with God, where's wisdom in that? I think that the wisdom comes with the uh, the know-how. I think that is the know-how. Okay. You know, it is the, uh, God, when God is telling you to take one step, he will show you how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was praying for, for our son, Jaden, and uh, he was having, a, a long time ago, like a few years ago, he was having a lot of issues with, 
negative thinking. Mm-hmm. And I was praying and I was saying, God, what should I do? Like, and, and God showed me that, that he needed to, to get all of that out. So I think that that was my, my GPS, you know, like he has to verbalize that. He yeah. needs to get all of that out. But I think that the wisdom came in actually having a notebook where he will write every day. And we call it his uh, fat book of lies. And uh, he will just write in there like three things that he thought that, that were not true. And every single day he will do that, you know, he will write like that, that I am not smart enough or that nobody wants to be my friend or that I wasn't the way, you know, and then we will talk about it and be like, well, that was, that was a lie because that's, that's not true. Yeah. Like you're a smart boy, stuff like that. So, so I think that that was yeah. a wisdom that I didn't have. Like I didn't come up with that plan on my own, Yeah. but it was in prayer that God showed me like he has to take all of that stuff out. Like he cannot keep bottling yeah. it. And then the wisdom came into into the in, into play with the yeah. whole do it this way. Right. So I think that that's the 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 thing that we all need. So yeah. we we ask God for the next step, and He might say, um, "You need to move." And then His wisdom will be where and how yep. and what like, you need to do to prepare to get there. Right. Stuff like that. It's almost like it's the it's the guidance 2.0. Part, right. right like the guidance is telling you where to go the wisdom is telling you how to get there and what to do yeah uh, and maybe sometimes when we're praying the the alignment with god the guidance that we're getting isn't about going anywhere you know it, it may not be about a job opportunity or something that, it may just be i i don't know how to uh, talk to this person right i don't know how to bring up this issue i don't know how to ask this question i don't know how to do this thing yeah. Uh, and so God's wisdom, when we're in alignment with him and it's his will, like he's not going to leave you hanging. Yeah. Right. Like if, if it's God's will for you to to do this thing and you're like, I'm trying to do it, <laughs> but I don't know how God's not going to be like, tough luck. <laughs> Hate it for you. <laughs> right. I wish you were smarter. No, he's, he's going to give us the wisdom uh, mm-hmm. that we need. If any of you lacks wisdom, ask your heavenly father. Right. Yeah. And he will give it to you. Yeah. And so I, I think that's a beautiful thing. And, and the thing is that, you know, like his wisdom sometimes is for us to do something. His wisdom mm-hmm. is sometimes for us to not, not do something. Because do something. Yeah. I think that in, in, in our humanity, we are like naturally fixers. You know, you want to fix the situation. You want to make it better. You, we need to talk about it. Yeah. You know, and there's times that the wisdom of God makes you be quiet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's just makes you sit there and just not do anything about it and that sometimes is harder than just being able to (laughs) let loose and say everything that is inside of your heart yeah so that is also that is also wisdom yeah and and so often um when i'm praying for somebody like somebody asked me to pray for them about relationship uh maybe it's a husband and wife issue or parent and kid thing without fail every time i pray over them there's going to be some prayer in that of give them the wisdom to know what to say, when to say it, what not to say. Yep. <laughs> right. Cause like so often it's our mouths get us in trouble Yeah. and wisdom. There have been times when my mouth was, a, was in the process of getting me in trouble and the Holy spirit was like, shut up. <laughs> like just, it's just <laughs> like, one of those, like zip it like enough. And I've literally like, I've let, sentences just hang in the middle of the sentence when I realize I shouldn't be saying what I'm saying right now. Yeah. 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 Wisdom. Yeah. Like a, a very Michael Scott moment. As soon as <laughs> I said it, I knew it was wrong. <laughs> if, uh, if you're not an office fan, um, I guess we can't be friends because that's, uh, that is uh, a really, uh, it's a part of our lives. Uh, we got to finish that Lego set by the way. We do. Uh, but anyways, um, last thing that it, it gives us, and then we're going to talk about the the no no word. Uh, you had a you had a no no word in in your sermon that nobody's going to like, and we're going to talk about that a bunch. But uh, the last thing that we receive when we do align with God uh, is we get perspective. Yeah, talk to me about that. The thing is that we all think that we're right. <laughs> <laughs> we all think that we know exactly yeah. what should happen and how it should happen, and how you're the one in the right and they are the one in the wrong. And it might be that you're right in that. But when we are in prayer, we we get the heart of God. We get the heart of God for people, 
for 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 the circumstances around us we start to prioritize what he prioritizes and sometimes you come and you have uh, all of these things that you want right and and i want uh, and i want a new home and i want a better job and i want this and and when you are in prayer and you realize that what is most important to god is for people to know him yeah and and for people to 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 come to to jesus right and 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 live the life of sin and stuff like that, then you start to prioritize everything a little bit differently. Then you realize that that sometimes our issues, even though they are they are important to us and they are important to God, there might not be the biggest thing that we need to focus on. And it just it just shifts the the way that you approach stuff and how you approach people and how you approach everything because you start getting the heart of God for people yeah there's times that i've been mad at somebody and i am praying and god is like well that's my child yeah and i'm like i created them i love them and i'm like like oh you're right yeah you're right you know and and i am over here bad mouthing your child how would you feel if somebody was bad mouthing one of your kids yeah (laughs) you will not have very much luck (laughs) yeah so so i think that it is it is in prayer that if you really are sensitive to the voice of God and you are asking him to guide you and to and to give you wisdom, he will start changing your heart. Yeah. You know, and that doesn't mean that, that you're never gonna get angry at people or that you're never gonna want your own thing. But but everything kind of starts taking the, the right place. That even when you want your own stuff, you're like, but I really, I really need them to understand this. Like, I really need them to, to be better or I really need the circumstances to change. But when I am in prayer, I just feel the God is saying, it's okay. Yeah. And, and you can be okay with that. Yep. Because you have a new perspective. Yep. Yeah. And I think perspective is such a powerful thing. I, I feel like we could, we could teach on perspective all day every day and it would still be beneficial to people because so much of what goes on in our lives is just a matter of perspective yeah you know it's it it's was this a bad thing or was this god setting up for something else what was this a you know a horrible moment or was this a lesson to be learned right and it's it all of that comes into perspective yeah how are you choosing to look at a situation and and so often what our perspective is is messed up Primarily because there's this this really interesting phrase that um, I, I've I've heard be used a lot more lately, and it's this uh, this idea of protagonist syndrome, where like every single person believes they're the protagonist in not just their own story, but in the global story. Yeah. So like I'm the main character, you're yeah. the side character. Yeah. Uh, but when we all live like we're the main character and everybody else is the side character, like it it puts everything in this weird perspective where it's like. You know, I'm looking at them as they're the bad guy Mm -hmm. that did something wrong to me, but I'm not owning up to maybe if you shift the perspective, an outsider would look at it and be like, yeah, but you were kind of a jerk. Like, like, I don't think it's really the situation that you're going through. Like, it's it's you like you need a perspective change that it's this person wasn't being a jerk to you. They had a bad day. Yeah. Right. And that little subtle perspective shift, man, it changes our outlook on everything, on situations, on people, on God's plans for our lives. Like yeah. there, there are so many times when I was frustrated with God because I was like, you're not doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing right now. I specifically requested <laughs> it. <Yes. laughs> I'm so angry at God. And it's like, man, a, a, a couple of weeks down the road, a year down the road, 10 years down the road, looking back and it's like, oh, I was looking at it the wrong way. Yeah. Like I was I was yeah. looking I had bad perspective. Yeah, like a few months ago I had I had an issue with with a person and um I grabbed my phone after this person texted me and I was I went off. Not too bad, but bad enough that I sent the message and I remember looking at you and I said, "Well, I just sent a message that there was not a Holy Spirit approved." <laughs> and like <laughs> I remember that. And um I was dealing with that all day. Like I kept just, I kept just feeling like that was wrong, that was wrong, that was wrong, that was wrong. And I was praying. I was like, No, God, like they are in the wrong. Like they, they did something that should not have happened, and they need, they need to know. They need to know that it was not okay. 
And I remember I was driving Kelsey, uh, our daughter, to, to gymnastics. And I was praying, and she kept just trying to talk to me, and I was just praying because I was really frustrated. It was a, a it was a really frustrating situation, and I was praying. I was saying, God, like I, kn- I, I just don't know anymore. I don't know what to do, and I was asking God for guidance. And I remember in that moment, He used Kelsey to give me perspective. And Kelsey looked at me, and, he, and she said, "Mommy, I know what grace is." Out of nowhere, like we're <laughs> driving to gymnastics. I'm like. I'm, I'm upset, like, you mind your own business, right? And, uh, and she was like, I know what grace is. That is uh, doing to people what, well, giving people what they don't deserve. And, and then she's like, and that's what Jesus did for us. He gave us what we don't deserve. So we need to do that to everybody, right? Way to go, kid's life. And thank, that was, thank you, Jenny, for, uh, and <laughs> for teaching was like, my daughter. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, my eight-year-old just showed me yep. how wrong I am in this situation. Not because I was the one that did um, the wrong thing. I was the one that was wronged. Yeah. But my reaction to it was not yeah. Christ-like. Yeah. And I was not giving grace. I was saying, you messed up, yep. and I'm going to let you know that you messed up. Yeah. And... I remember uh, getting into the gymnastics place and I immediately grabbed my phone and I apologized to the person that, that, that did me wrong for the rude comments that I was, that I was uh, giving her through messages. Yeah. And it was at that moment that I felt like I, I finally have peace today. I had not had peace all day because yep. I have deviated yeah. from what I was supposed to do. Yep. Like I was not aligning with God in that moment. I was just wanting to be sold yeah. and let somebody know this is not okay. Yeah. God, you can do your grace thing, but right now I need vengeance. Exactly. Yeah. And and I was and I was thinking like God, you 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 gotta show up and you like this person needs to know how wrong they are. Like that's, that's I was one of those David prayers, knock out their teeth, oh God. One hundred percent. I wanted many things to be knocked down. You know, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start calling all of my friends that will be uh, willing to <laughs> get in trouble with me. You know, uh, but but it was in that moment that that when I was praying in the car, the answer came through my child. Yeah. You know, who said, "This is what grace means," yeah. and that's what God wants for all of us. Yeah. And oh man, knife to the heart. But it's those perspective sh- uh, shifts because so, so often, um, especially when we're the one that was wronged, it can be really easy to then end up in the wrong. Yeah. Right? Because it's like, but what they did to me was worse. And my reaction to it is justified. Yeah. And it's like, well, justification is not really the point. Yeah. Right? Like, we're giving grace and we're giving mercy. We're giving forgiveness. Yeah. Because that's what's given to us. Yeah. We, like Kelsey will say, we'll give people what they don't deserve. Exactly. And thank God that that's how God treats us. Yes. Because if he gave us what we deserved, we'd all I'll be, be doomed. Yeah. We're, yes. We're, it's, it's not good. So is that change in perspective? And honestly, the only way that you receive that and the only way that you are convicted for it is through prayer. Yeah. You know, like saying, yeah. God, I want to not just hear it and be like, yeah, wherever. Yeah. But really take it to heart in a way that it moves me to change. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're never hearing the Holy Spirit correct you, it probably means that you've turned down the voice of the Holy Spirit in your life to almost muted. Or if it's easy for you to just dismiss it. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I literally struggled the whole entire day. I had no peace, not for one second. Yeah. But after I sent that message apologizing for, for being rude. The weight of the world dropped. Like, like peace came. Like I remember coming back home and you looked at me and you're like, you look different. I'm yeah. like, I have peace for the first time all day. Because <laughs> when yeah. you are not living according to what God is telling you, you are not, there's yep. n- something inside of you that is not going to settle right. Yeah. Yep. Because it is the spirit and your flesh fighting for the for the alignment with God. Yep. You know, and you're saying your flesh is saying, No, you 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 do your thing and the spirit is saying, No, we're supposed to live according to what God in Christ uh, is showing you to do. So 
when you're going to give give in to one or the other. Yeah. But one is going to bring peace and the other one is going to bring anguish for the whole entire day. Yeah. And that, that honestly, that's where we've got to get is alignment with God. Yeah. And when you're in that alignment with God, peace, like joy, like knowing that you're you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, that you're treating people the way you're supposed to. When you get outside of alignment with God, that's when life just crashes and crumbles. Yeah. And so, like, I for me, like, I would just rather just be walking in. A, I don't care about my plans and my dreams. Like, I'm gonna mess that stuff up anyways. But if I can just if I can just get yeah. as close to your will as possible, and sometimes I'm gonna veer off, and sometimes I'm gonna mess up. But mm-hmm. man, just. Holy Spirit, just bring me back into alignment with God. I think, man, it's such a, a beautiful moment. And um, you, you said something in the message that I wanted to repeat uh, about perspective, that, that sometimes it's not the circumstances that need to change. It's you that needs to change. Yeah. Uh, you said that, and I was just like, suck. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, there, there I knew that there were some things that I've been praying about that I was wanting the circumstance to change. Uh, but really it was me that needed to change. There, yeah. there was something that I I was ignoring or there was something that I was brushing off as, well, what I'm doing isn't as bad as what they're doing. Uh, and, and I realized when, when you said that, it was like, ouch, I need I needed to hear that. It's not the circumstance that needs to change. It's me that needs to change. And it's not other people that need to change. It's yeah. us, yeah. you know, because I think that when we just want everything else to change, but not us, that we are not being more Christ-like. Yeah. We just want our surroundings to be perfect. Yeah. And that is not what what God wants in, in our lives. Like, yeah, he wants us to, to have peace and to have joy, but all of that is, is inside. Yep. Because we cannot control how other people react. We cannot control um, things externally, but we can control what is inside of us. Yeah. And how we respond to things. And I think that's why God wants to change us and change the way that we think. Yep. Like it is it is a personal work. Yep. And uh and we need to be willing to to have that shift because when you just want them to change and your circumstances to be better, like you are not taking accountability for you. Yeah. And and the the reality is the only person you can change is it's yourself. You. Yeah. Like I, I don't have the, the, the power to change you. No. So if there's something broken or wrong in our marriage, like I've, I've got to figure out what, what is my role in this? What is my part in this? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, through prayer and through God's guidance, hopefully you're going to be working on your stuff, <laughs> but I need to work on mine. Yeah. Like my role as your husband is not to work on your stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and take that even outside of a marriage. Like my, my job is not to work on my boss. Like my job is to work on me yeah and and that's that's the priority that's that's where i can Im- impact the most significance the most change yeah is when i work out my stuff yeah and then you, sometimes we make such a big thing out of Nothing. everything yeah. because we are focusing on the wrong thing yep. again is the perspective thing yep 100 percent. but but we are just asking for all of this stuff to change when if we were to adjust ourselves and the way yep. that we respond to things and if we were to align with God and just respond in a way that God will approve, a lot of things will be different. Yep. No, I, I, I talk about it all the time. It's one of my favorite things, the forced perspective. So when, when you in photography and we all know this from the, the pictures of the Leaning Tower of Pisa where, where people are like, standing like this and it looks like they're holding up this just giant structure that's called forced perspective so you're forcing the the camera to make the thing that's in the the foreground look larger than the thing in the background even though the thing in the background is significantly bigger uh it's a it's a really cool camera trick that you can Mm -hmm. do with a lot of different things but that's that's kind of the most popular example we do that in our lives all the time yeah we take something that is not really all that big but then we put it like right here in the front of our vision. So the only thing we can possibly yeah. see is that issue or that yeah. problem. And we're just we're just forcing it to look bigger to than it. it really is. Yeah. And what prayer does is it forces our perspective, not on the circumstances, not on the stuff, not on the problems. It forces our perspective onto God. And when we do that, that that perspective shift, man, you realize, okay. 
I don't even have to make God big because he already is. But how many mm -hmm. scriptures talk about magnify the name of the Lord? Yeah. Right. That that that's for our benefit. It's yeah. not for his. Right. Like God, God doesn't need an attaboy from us. <laughs> like God doesn't need us to be like, wow, God, you're awesome. No, no, no. That's for our benefit because that's forcing our perspective to say, I'm not going to focus on this situation. I'm going to put my focus and my attention on this great big God. It, it, it builds your faith. You know Absolutely. what you believe about God and yeah. what you uh, what you trust him to do, because yeah. the more you say things out loud, the more that you start getting into your head and into your heart and you start yeah. believing and you start living it. Yeah. And then you you work your way into alignment yeah. with that change in perspective. Uh, and it's a beautiful thing. I yeah. love it. It, it kind of all works together. Here's the elephant in the room, though. We got this this uh, this no, no word. Uh, and really, it comes about because a GPS is fantastic if you use it. And you've been guilty. This is therapy session again. You've been guilty sometimes of following a GPS until you thought you knew best. Yep. And then um, it's always it's always interested me because you don't necessarily even turn off the GPS. Like sometimes I've seen you do it where you like powered off. A lot of times the GPS is still saying turn right and you're like no 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 i'm just gonna go ahead yep i'm just gonna go straight like it will reroute at some point <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine i know where i am it'll get there like it'll figure it out so the the really the only reason i even fight with it i'm like stop telling me where to go i know what i'm going i know what i'm doing it's like why are it's we bad. in this sketchy neighborhood right now like why do we take us 30 oh, minutes to so go 15 bad. minutes away so bad yeah. i i i I cannot. I can tell you many stories of when I've been just driving, and I'm like, "Oh, don't, don't be a stop sign. There, there's don't be a stop sign. Like, I just want to get out of here. Like, I don't, I, I don't know these people. It's yeah, sketchy neighborhoods. Yeah. So I'll be like, "Hablo español. Está bien." So a GPS. It's only good when you follow it. The guidance of the Holy Spirit, being aligned with His will, only works when you're submitted yep. to his will. Yeah. Uh, and so it's one of those things where knowing it is not enough. Yeah. You, you've got to be surrendered to it. Yeah. Because I can know that God wants me to go left and I can still choose to go right. Yeah. And that's not alignment. Alignment only happens when we surrender. Obedience happens in that act of surrender. And We're saying, God, I'm going to do this. And I think that's something that is very sad is that there's a lot of people that I know who have the, the direction, you know, like they have they have the full address and they know that God had called them for something specific yep. and they are not living to their full potential yep. because they never followed yep. the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Yep. And they knew that they needed to write the book and they knew that they needed to to accomplish things or to. Yep. to preach or to or to do things for yep. God that he had called them to yep. and show them that that was where they were going to be yep. and they never arrived there. And I think that that is uh, that's a scary place to be because then you you live with all of that regret yeah. and with all, all of that anguish and with all of the baggage that came from yeah. not following what God had called you to do. And yeah. it is not that and I am not saying at all that if you just follow the GPS, it's going to be roses all no, over the place. He may be leading you through a sketchy neighborhood on purpose. Like, like it may be that it is that it is difficult that yeah. it, and that it is going to take everything in you to be able to move forward. But when you are doing the will of God, when you really are following and, and just allowing God to to be the guide, you will be where he wants you to be and there's no better place to be than in the will of God. Yeah. But there's so many people that just give up. Yeah. And then like they they get tired and they just decide to just, I'm just going to park here, you know, yeah. like or I'm just going to turn right and yeah. just just forget about the yeah. the address. I'm just not going. Yeah. And 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 I don't want anybody to to short-live the life that God has for them. Yeah. Yeah, w with this, like I, I, I determined a long time ago that I would, I want to be in the will of God. If I'm out of the will of God, I want it to be because I didn't know the will of God, not because I actively chose to reject it. Yeah. Like I would rather be in the wrong place because I didn't know any better. <laughs> like it was, it was ignorance. Like I should have talked to God. I should have, but I ended up here. Okay, God, help me get back. I would rather that be my story than to say, 
I know God wanted me to go here and I actively chose to ignore it and go yeah. over here. Yeah. That, for me, that's like the scariest place I could possibly yeah. be where I'm outside of the will of God because I chose to be outside of the will of God. Yeah. It's I, I, yeah I, every time that I read, um, you know, the, the New Testament and see the, the lives of the disciples, man, it, yeah. they, they inspire you so much yeah. because their life was not easy. But they were committed yep. to follow God, to follow Jesus, and to do what Jesus had commanded them to do. And it cost them everything. everything. Yep. Yet you hear them, you know, you read them saying that I counted all joy. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. Like you're getting beat up and you counted all joy yep. because you are doing the will of God. Like, yep. it, it, and it is not that it's easy and that it is just, yeah. you know, like all of a sudden magically it's just, all happiness, but even in the hard situations, you kind of all joy because you know that you are doing what you're supposed yep. to do. I'd rather have a hard time in the will of God than an easy time outside of the right. will of God. Yeah, it, uh, I, I actually just read, I think it was yesterday or the day before, uh, the rich young ruler that came to Jesus and said, what do I got to do? And Jesus tells him, hey, do this, do this, do this. And he's like, I've done all of that. And he says, awesome, sell all your stuff and come follow me. And it just says the man went away sad. Yep. And it's like, dude, you, you literally knew the will of God. Like, God literally just told you, come follow, follow me. me. And you went the other direction. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Like, imagine if he had gone with God. What stories would we have read in the Bible uh, about his life? Yeah. Of what he would have done for the, the gospel. How, how could have that story continued or changed? Man, it's, it's sobering. But I think a lot of people... Uh, this word surrender is the no-no word. It's the, it's the unpleasant word because, uh, you know, especially as Americans, like, we don't surrender. We don't <laughs> back down. We don't give up. Like we, but to, to say, God, you're, you're sovereign. I'm not. God, you're, you are God, and I'm not. Uh, and so I'm, I'm going to surrender. That's very humbling. Oh, man. I'm going to surrender my will and my thoughts and my plans and my dreams. I'm going to surrender all of it to you. And then you get married, and it's like, I'm, I, I've got plans for this marriage, but I'm going to surrender this marriage to you. And then you start having kids, and you're like, God, I've got, I got plans for my kids, but I'm going to surrender my kids and my plans for my kids to you. Like, oh, that is such a hard thing to do. And I, I think for a lot of people, and we'll kind of close off talking about this, uh, I think for a lot of people, they don't surrender because of fear. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's, it's a scary thing. Yeah, it's the unknown. You know, right. like, like, what is right. God going to ask of me? It's, yeah, it's you the know? unknown, but it's also like this preconceived notion or this, this idea that, well, because I'm surrendered to God, that means I'm going to have a horrible life. Like, because I'm surrendered to God, that means I'm going to, you know, live in a monastery somewhere and I'm going to, you know, have no shoes and no car. And I'm going to be persecuted. Right. Like, yeah. And I think part of that comes from, we read the scripture, we read about the disciples and it's like, man, the disciples had nothing good like as far as like stuff as far as comfort as far as like man i i, I want to have a nice house to to to, to lay my head down in i want i want to drive a car that you know people are like hey that's a nice car not a oh man you're still driving that thing like you know you you want the luxuries you want the comforts and sometimes we feel like man if if i surrender to god i'm not going to be able to do any of these things yeah and like let's talk about that a little bit like because for me, that couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, and you laid out a few really good reasons in, in the message on Sunday of, of why we can trust God when we surrender to him. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit. So, like, one of them was the fact that he is good, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of misconceptions about surrendering, you know. Like, you feel like it's a life of misery, a life of no fun, a life of burden. Like, you know, all of this bad stuff yeah. that comes with surrendering you know like now you're a slave now you now you just yeah. have no say on anything and and the thing is that god is a good god yeah. that he wants you to be happy but i think that we just in our society right now we are so influenced by putting ourselves first you know yeah. and all of this self-care which is important like take care of yourself but but we prioritize everything about us yep. and we want to self-promote 
us yeah. and it is about we're the protagonist remember yeah like like it is it is our plans it is our our uh, our ideals and it is all about how we're gonna move up in life yeah and and i think that that in god's goodness he has he has placed uh, that desire in us to to get better to to get creative to be inventive to yeah. to have things you know like that's why there's so many brilliant minds creating all kinds of technologies and all kinds of things because that is something that god has placed in us so it is not that god doesn't want you to to succeed and to or to have advantages and stuff like that but he wants you to to rearrange your priorities yeah. and what it is that you are going to consider the most important thing in your life but he's good and yeah. he wants you to have joy and he wants you to find pleasure in life. He wants you to, to, you know, to enjoy the days like Jesus that I have come so that you can have a life that is abundant. Like, yeah. like he doesn't, yeah. he didn't come so that you could be bound and sad and, yeah. and depressed every day because you were doing the will of God. He wanted us to have a life of abundance. He's a good God. Yeah. And we just need to trust that in his goodness, he knows best. Yeah. Does that mean everybody gets a Lamborghini? No. 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 No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that all of us are going to be millionaires. It doesn't mean that, you know, like. Not everybody gets a three-story house. and You, you know. know, but we can be content yeah. in what he allows us to have and be a good stewards of that yeah. and still see his goodness in it. Yeah. That, and that doesn't mean that you don't dream and that you don't work hard to to maybe get better things if that's what you want, you know, like if you yeah. really are um, applying yourself because you you will like a better home or because you will like a better vehicle or because you will like a little more, uh, be more fluid in your finances. I think that those disciplines are good and yeah. it, it is a good thing for you to, to budget and to do the things that you know how to do so that you can be in a better yeah. place. But but I think that it is trusting in his goodness, not yeah. not settling in his goodness i think that yeah. that's a different thing absolutely uh, and you, you said something there I did, totally off subject but like the the wisdom and the 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 choices that we make doing all these right things some of us want to ignore doing all that so we can just pray for that lottery ticket right right and it's like okay yeah prayer is not your your path to get around responsibility okay. like pa prayer is not your way of okay i didn't study for this test so I'm just going to pray that God gives me the wisdom to be able to pass the test. Reveal to me all of yeah. the answers. Give me all of the information <laughs> that I didn't study at all. Yeah. I don't know. Like the, prayer is not your way of bypassing what you're supposed to be doing, mm -hmm. right? It comes alongside what you're supposed to be doing. But I, I got a question for you, Soul. So you surrendered your life to, to God. You went to a, a pretty intense internship program in Mexico. You ended up marrying a, a white boy from Chicago. You moved to the States away from all of your family. Yeah. You're serving as a pastor. You're surrendered to God. Are you having fun? I'm having fun. I'm having fun. And, and, and honestly, there's a lot of things that sometimes I look back and I'm like, I miss this. I miss that, you know. Uh, especially about being far away from my country and yeah. and, and, and my people. <laughs> but but when I see all of the, the things that God has done in my life and in this journey, I am grateful. Mm -hmm. I am not everything has been easy. Not everything has been just black and white. You know, there's a yeah. lot of things that that I have had to to work. A lot of things that uh, moving here kind of set me back. You know, I yeah. have always been very bubbly and very talkative and stuff. And I remember the first few years that I was here, I barely talked to anybody. Because I just didn't know how I fit. I didn't know how I, uh, how to fully communicate with people. And, like, are they going to understand? Like, I realize humor here is different than humor in Mexico. So I couldn't just go to somebody and laugh at their shoes. Uh, it was just it was just stuff like that. And I was like, okay, different. Okay, different. Just, yeah. you know. But I think that seeing the journey and where God has placed me and how God has allowed me to to get to where I am today, I am grateful. I am grateful that I had said yes, and I am grateful that I have followed, even when I didn't understand or when I was scared yeah. or where, <laughs> when I, I I was just like, what is happening now? Um, you know, like, I think that 
there's things that you miss, you know, like yeah. every time that I that I see or that I get pictures of my family celebrating something together and I'm like, yeah. I'm the only one that is not there, okay, yeah. thanks. Um, but then you realize that what you're doing, like, is worth it. Yeah. You know, it, it is yeah. worth it m missing a bunch of different things that you wish you didn't miss, yeah. but because you are missing that, you are able to to preach the gospel to other people and to and to get closer to God and to uh, start raising a family that is that that, that is following God. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's worth it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Saul, for proving that you can surrender to God and life doesn't have to be awful as a result. <laughs> True. Like, there's joy. There's, there's, there's joy. Like being in His will is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, and surrendering to that will, even when. It seems like, but God, my plans seem a lot more fun. Yeah. <laughs> like mine are way more enjoyable looking, but I'm going to surrender to your will. There's still joy there. Uh, and I would argue that it's, it'll surpass anything that you could have yeah. you could have done on your own. Because, and it really takes us to the second thing that you talked about on Sunday, about uh, surrender is not a bad thing because when we do, God gives us a heart for yeah. the things that we're doing. Like yeah. with, with, in David's life, he, he talks about how, he had a heart for the will of God. He had a heart for the, the word of God, for the teachings and the law of God. Like his heart was given over to those mm -hmm. things. And I, and I think so, so many times, and I've seen this a lot with like new believers, where it's like, man, on, on Saturday, it was like, I just, I'm living for the club and the, the drink and the whatever, got saved on Sunday. And all of a sudden it's like Tuesday, they're like, the, the things that used to be everything to me, are nothing now. Yeah, like, I don't even want I don't that. E I don't even want that stuff mm -hmm. anymore. Uh, and that's not the case for everybody, but so many have, where it's like, man, I, I, I stepped into the will of God and all of a sudden my, my heart for things changed. Like the things that I used to flock to for my entertainment and my joy, like th those things are empty to me now. Yeah. Like it's a beautiful thing that when you do surrender to God, he, he, he brings you along that path of saying, hey, here's a new heart. Yeah. Here's some new passions. Yeah. You know, you, you used to get excited about this. Now you're going to get excited about this. But and, and that happens when you're close to God. Yeah. You know, when you are spending time with God, when you're starting to to feel his heart for his people, you know, that that you realize that you giving up some uh, so, some things so that others know that there's a God that loves them, that there's a God that died for them so that yep. they could have an like uh, an everlasting life, uh, you know, and all of these things, uh, that makes you more excited, yeah. you know, then there's like, just, it doesn't matter, you know, my life or the gospel, yeah. because you realize how important that is to God, and you love God so much, and you're so passionate about Him and about what He wants, then now you want the same thing. Yeah. You know, that, that, that you cannot wait for your next paycheck so that you can go somewhere and you can do something, you know, for other people. Like it is, yeah. and I think that that is when, when you see the, the full plenitude of, of life. When yeah. you are saying, I'm gonna do whatever, whatever needs to be done so that other people know about Jesus. Because yeah. when, if, you, if you ask me, what is the will of God? Well, the will of God is for everybody to be safe and to come to knowledge of Jesus. Yep. That that is in like in a nutshell, yeah, that is the will the of God. Yeah. That's why Jesus came yeah. to die so that we could have a restored relationship with Jesus. So if you yeah. want to know what the will of God for your life is, like just as a, as a blank <laughs> statement for Tell every single one Jesus. of us, is for us to know God and for us to go around telling other people about the love of Jesus. Yep, that's it. Keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Bible, that's what the Bible says, you know, that, that, that it is his will that none of us will be lost, but that all of us will come to salvation through Jesus Christ. Yep. So, yeah, that's it. Like, the, it doesn't say anything about your book. It doesn't say anything <laughs> yeah. about your car. It doesn't yeah. say anything about what your house you or, or about your business. Yeah. Like, all of those things are a bonus yeah. for your life. Yeah. But his will for you is to be saved. Yeah, beautiful. I love it. I think we'll, we'll wrap up with that. Any any kind of closing remarks, thoughts, advice for somebody that's like, look, I want to be in the will of God. I want to be aligned with God. What do I what do I need to do? So I will say that aligning to God is worth it. Mm -hmm. I, I want you to just 
always think about that like when when there's moments that are difficult and when there's things that God is asking of you or when you just feel like that notch of the Holy Spirit just remember that it's worth it and that the way that you get strong and that the way that you get that heart to be able to do it and the and the discipline to follow through only comes to prayer because it is in that moment when you are connecting with God in prayer that he gives you the strength and that he gives you the 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 replenishment that you need so that you can so that you can follow through we cannot do it on our own it is not in our own strength it is not in our own power it is you may be the most disciplined person that i have ever met and yet if you are don't have the holy spirit working in you and you're not connected to god when god requires something that you really want you could turn it down you know or you can quit really quickly so connect with god every day make prayer a priority and you will start hearing the 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 heart of god and you will start being able to identify those places in your life that you need to lay down a little bit easier it's awesome i love it thanks babe (laughs) nice hanging out with you it was great being here (laughs) we talk too much but we uh, always do good Hey, so this is kind of the end of our uh, three-week series on prayer. Uh, if you want to check out any of those messages, we talked about we pray to connect to God, we pray to receive from God, and we pray to align with God. You can check out all three of those messages or the podcast from them on our website or on YouTube. Love to see you there. And then uh, hopefully you'll be back next week. We'll be talking about missions at CLC and uh, in the world around us and what that looks like. So. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait to talk about stuff happening all over the world. Yes. Let's do it. All right. Take it easy, guys. Bye.